Hey everyone, we are back for another exciting episode this week as we celebrate 25 water break episodes and we decompress from WGI. We will also find out what made Nicole say, like, ah! like, <laughs> it was so good. And why Tom said, piranha fish, whatever it was that ate somebody at the end of the show. <laughs> All this and more on this week's episode of On a Water Break. Let's go. Set it up. Top of the show. Form, check form. Cover down. Do it again. Run it back. And we'll see you at the show. Welcome to another episode of On a Water Break, the podcast where we talk about everything you and your friends are talking about at rehearsal on a water break. I'm Jackie Brown. Welcome to the post-WGI Championships edition of our podcast. We're going to be decompressing and reflecting on all of the excitement from this year's competition. As you may know, WGI World Championships is one of the most highly anticipated events in the marching arts world, and this year's championships certainly did not disappoint. From the breathtaking performances by the top percussion and color guard groups to the nail-biting moments during the award ceremony, there is a lot to unpack and discuss. We have gathered our hosts, who are who all were there in person, uh, and we have some avid fans and experts in the marching arts. They're going to share their thoughts, opinions, and insights on this year's WGI championships. So let's check in and see who's on the staff sidelines this week and who is ready to take the Long Ranger first. Nicole, why don't you start us off? Oh, my goodness. I'm so – okay. So at the end of WGI season, it's almost like – I talked about it before, like when you're taking the Christmas ornaments off the tree. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I have such good memories, like such good memories. We go to WGI every year, and we're like, oh, this was the best one yet. It's like, mm, no, this was the best one yet. Mm, and it just no, gets topped every year. Best. Oh, man. It's such a good every year. It's so good. It's just like, and it's the fill that you need. You see your color guard family, your winds family, your percussion family, and you just feel good. You're filled. Steven, how are you doing this week? Wow, Jackie, what a weekend. Um, I'm feeling much the same way as Nicole. I, uh, even <laughs> though I was just spectating this year for the first time, I came back home and I just felt like, like just depressed on Monday. I wasn't even <laughs> marching. I didn't even miss much. Um, but I definitely know that post-Dayton depression is real. I'm sure uh, many listeners out there feel the same way. Um, but there was a lot of amazing stuff to talk about in percussion. I can't wait to get into it in a little bit. Well, we are going to get deep into it. But we also have a super special guest joining us for the full hour of our decompression. And oh. I would have to say, if anyone needs some decompressing, it is this person. You probably know her from such places as the Music for All camps, which is actually where she and I met. You may have run into her on at a Disney theme park. Uh, <laughs> she is a former guest on our parents episode. Uh, oh, I might also throw in that she was on um, America's uh, Funniest Home Videos oh my a very God. long time ago. <laughs> Just have to bring that back up. Um, but also... She is part of the amazing Avon Empire of Marching Arts. It is Susie Harloff. 
Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. And yes, I was able to go to both weekends um, with Team Avon. I was at the Color Guard, the Percussion, and the Indoor Winds Championships. I'm exhausted, but also so happy. And I just want to throw into that I cannot believe that in 1995, I walked out on that floor and performed. <laughs> and I am still going back year after year. And then this year, I got to watch my daughter perform on the UD Arena floor. So full circle, amazing weekend. I am exhausted, but very satisfied. I'd say your daughter did an amazing job. Oh, my gosh. Social media coverage this year, too. It's crazy. It's in the jeans. It's in that Harlow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have a very special guest joining us out of nowhere. It's Cynthia. Hello. Hi. Just drop it into rehearsal whenever you feel like it. How are you, Cynthia? <laughs> yeah, when I have a minute, I'll join all the time. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Very good. <laughs> I am very excited to hear that you're going to be joining us as a regular host. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I don't know what I'll bring to the table, but apparently me um, looking for my words every two seconds is fun to hear. So <laughs> so how so, are you guys feeling about like, how are you, how are you feeling about like WGI being over and, and we're kind of already talking about this a little bit, Cynthia, but like, just how are you feeling about, you know, the weekend finally like finishing out? Um. I'm happy to see that people are already getting prepared for next year, which is very Ooh. interesting because, yeah, I've got messages uh, left and right about projects for next year. I think this year was a fun WGI. It looked almost, and I don't know if that's something that you touch upon, but it looked like a rebuilt season for a lot of programs. Uh, we've seen smaller groups at WGI that we've seen for a while. I think the year prior, not this year but year prior everyone wanted to have a comeback year and then we lost some members here and there and so it was very interesting to see smaller groups but strong groups and I think people are building upon this it's like a like a new start like a new beginning for a lot Mm -hmm. of people so that's exciting yeah yeah I totally agree in percussion especially because we have an age out um, there was a, an abundance of age outs in 2022, which means this year there was an abundance of rookies. Mm-hmm. So it was really setting the stage for what the, the next like generation of the activity is going to be. So what were some of those uh, standout moments from some of the performances at WGI? I know, Susie, we kind of started talking about your daughter. Um, mm-hmm. What was her role for anybody who hasn't seen who hasn't seen the show or hasn't seen her incredible social media coverage? Well, she is part of the Avon Indoor Winds team that competes in Scholastic World, uh, Winds class, and she plays alto saxophone, but because she has dance training, you know, since we don't have a color guard, we have to rely on our solid movers in the horn line um, to fulfill some of those roles. So she, if you see, see the show, there's a giant fabric effect that we use in the ballad, and she was the poor soul that was... <laughs> tasked with managing this fabric and it's being blown by fans. And so every show it would do something different. And um, she and her partner, um, Jack, they had to have all these contingency plans. If the fabric does this, you have to do this. If the, you know, and then she had to pull this giant piece of fabric off the floor while dancing with it. 
And it was very scary for her, but you know, a really cool, a really cool role to play. So yeah, she held it so well. It looked cool. Yeah, and the best moment for me from the Avon Wins perspective, it was at finals in the UD Arena, which is the first time the Wins groups get to be in the UD Arena because all of our prelims are at Nutter. Um, the fabric and, and the fan is affected by everything, you know, the yeah. fabric's affected by everything. So in Nutter Center, the fabric didn't fly and do what it was really supposed to do. So they had to kind of finagle it. But at UD, it was perfection. Like it worked <laughs> exactly like it was supposed to. So that was really, really awesome mm-hmm. for us to see. If there was ever a time it needed to be right. There is at that time. Amen. <laughs> yes. That's what we wanted. So that was good. Oh, That's so awesome. right away, um, I want to talk about like the chant that happened during the guard weekend. <laughs> the chant. Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, okay. So I think first, I'm out of the loop here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll break it down for yes. you. All right. So some, <laughs> some regions and different places have their own chants. Like, uh, uh, okay, so if you are from Texas, people will shout, the stars at night are big and bright. Then everybody comes in and does Deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah. So um, we th- there was kind of a lull of that. We didn't get a lot of that this year. And then, um, I don't know, maybe it's New Jersey or something, but like, oh, I guess it's the, oh, no, it's Florida. I don't know. But anyway, they do a chat where they do a clap and then they do, woo, woo like something like that. Mm-hmm. But then after that, um, they added in, oh my gosh, get it. And, um, Work. slay Work. and slay. <laughs> yes. And yes, actually, <laughs> but while I was actually sitting in the audience, this was happening. I'm like, what? So I had to like, I leaned over to some people I don't even know. And I was like, what? What is being said right now? And by the time, because I had went up to the box. Actually, that's where I saw Susie Mm -hmm. sitting up in the box. It had morphed into two more parts. (laughs) (laughs) So they had went from slave work, yes, to something else that I never got because I wasn't down there to get the memo. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like everyone was on some kind of like chat or maybe they were just like you know leaning over to other people and saying like this is what it is we're adding this add this now so i think that was cool (laughs) it's crazy to see like the group dynamics and like i remember my very first boa show it was kind of something like that the crowds at these marching events are just crazy they're they're, it's a bunch of band kids and you put them all in a huge room together and that's what you get (laughs) awesome Okay, Did anything like, like that happen thing. during the percussion weekend? Not quite like that, but I remember every <laughs> year there would always be this one situation. They would have some like mega famous guy from the drums community, like Scott Johnson, or like someone like that, come out with a broom and just start sweeping the floor during a break, and the whole crowd goes absolutely crazy. <laughs> like, everyone knows who he is. It's like nearly a standing ovation for Skojo sweeping up. <laughs> I think like uh, WGI is full of all these little memes that are so fun. Oh, well, I feel bad for those people who were like, because we had volunteers that were sweeping up in between like color guards, mm. but we were just like, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> they don't have the percussion energy. I, we do less clapping, less slaying. Uh, <laughs> 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 are very different at both weekends. I can confirm. 
<laughs> Both fabulous, just different. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's get a recap on uh, one of those weekends with Cindy. We've got a recap from her right now. Hello, friends. It's Leander Mama back again with my Winter Guard recap from WGI World Championships. I was so happy to finally have had the chance to attend Worlds in Dayton, Ohio this year, and I had the most incredible experience. What a way to finish off the season. I highly recommend everyone goes and sees it live at some point if you can. Okay, I'm just going to spend a few minutes now highlighting my favorite shows and some of my favorite moments from my weekend at WGI. I want to start with Scholastic A and my two favorite groups by far. The first is your silver medalist from Friendswood, Texas, the Clearbrook High School Guard and their beautiful show called Self Reflection. Everything from the lovely white costumes, the Baroque-style mirror props, the Chardonnay music, and the incredible design of this show had me reflecting all weekend on how great this show was, and the Brook Guard really brought it home in finals on Friday night. As a real bonus for me, I got to meet and spend some quality time with these amazing performers, and they are truly some super special people. Their parents and staff are super quality as well, and it was a real honor to meet them. Now, the winner of the Scholastic A division was the absolutely phenomenal guard from Dobbins Bennett High School and their hugely entertaining show, The Bride, which was about Frankenstein and monsters and zombie brides, and it's just possibly the most fun and best-performed Scholastic A-class show I've ever seen. The best part was when Frankenstein stood up on the table and danced with one of the brides. The crowd went crazy over that. Fun fact, Dobbins Bennett not only won the A-class by over three points, they also achieved the second highest score in Scholastic A history. Now, I'll give you some bonus points if you can tell me who still holds the record for the highest score. I'll give you a hint. It starts with Lee and ends with Ander. Moving on to Scholastic Open now, where I had quite a few shows in my favorites from the weekend category. First of all, I have to give a shout out to the Friendswood Guard, who not only was just very recently moved up into this class, but also made finals. Now that is quite a feat. Friendswood did a fantastic job performing a safe place to land, and these lovely ladies landed in 13th place overall. I also got to spend some time with these girls, and they are just as lovely in person as they are on the floor. Now, just a spot above Friendswood were those incredible middle schoolers from Palm Desert, California, and there just really aren't enough words to describe how well-trained and mature these young performers are. If you didn't know they were middle schoolers, you probably wouldn't believe it. Huge kudos to these youngsters and their amazing director, Jose Pina. Can't wait to see what they do next year. In sixth place was probably my favorite open class show, about chickens of all things, and it was the Brownsburg, Indiana Guard with their farmtastic show called The Coop. I think I giggled the entire way through it, but was still able to fully appreciate the talent and skill that these students displayed throughout the entire performance. It was just so fun and so good. 
The top spot in the open class division was the same school who won the A class division last year, and that was the Somerset Academy Guard from down yonder, y'all, in Pembroke Pines, Florida. Somerset did a country show called Rifles, Ropes, and Rhinestones, and it was set to all kinds of Orville Peck music. And they wore stunning black rhinestone cowboy outfits, and they definitely roped us all in with this hokey but heavenly performance. Okay, I'm going to finish up here real quick with the Scholastic World Guards and the top four. Now, Carmel High School was the favorite with the judges, and they performed flawlessly their show called Lean On Me. These ladies are just incredible, and they are definitely champions at showcasing pure quality and skill. It might not have been the most exciting show, but you cannot argue with their extreme talent. Tarpon Springs still had my favorite world-class show, and seeing the origin of Cool live is something I won't soon forget. I can't get over the level of talent, not only in the guard, but also with the jazz band students who joined the guard this year on the floor. And these Tarpon students truly did give us all a lesson in how to be cool. In third place was the incredibly talented guard from Avon, and their Jane Bond show was really impressive. In true Avon fashion, they came out and killed it with their finals run and moved up to capture that bronze medal. I couldn't take my eyes off their star performer, and she's the same girl who played the violin solos in their marching show last fall. She absolutely blows my mind with her many talents, and I know those Avon kids will miss her when she graduates. Just a hair behind Avon was our favorite Texas guard, the incredible Woodlands High School, and their show, How to Move. These girls never stop moving the entire time, and they are just so well-trained. While I'm sad they didn't snag a medal here, the Woodlands did leave Dayton with the highest score a world-class guard from Texas has ever achieved. And I think we will see that score go higher still in the next few years because there are some youngsters in that guard who are just phenomenal. Well, that's it for my WGI World Recap, and I am so grateful to everyone for listening to me rave about my favorite Scholastic Guards and shows this season. I will see you all again next time on a water break. Yay! Oh, well good. Cool. Everything. <laughs> Do we need to record anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, she talked a lot about like the future of where these groups are going, but how about the top performing groups and like previous years? Like, how do they compare to what's been done the last few years with like, you know, all, so much stuff has been going on and interrupting the season and what have you? Mm-hmm. Um, can I just say one thing real quick? I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Tom, you're late. Oh, <laughs> I, I did not bring coffee. Oh, oh no! That. I was like, you would be excused if you brought some Starbucks, but <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine. Oh, you're going to have to run some laps, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you all are drinking more than coffee, I'm guessing, anyways. So. I'm happy to have you here, Tom, and no longer be the only percussion guy around. Oh, you're- I've been waiting patiently. <laughs> <laughs> But going back to what you were saying, though, uh, Jackie, about how um, schools beforehand, like the ones that have won, and then I feel like there's a bar that's being set, not just in the program, but in the classes itself. 
Um, so like, all right, let's just take Dobbins Bennett. Like I'm, maybe it's just me or it's my ADD brain, but like after seeing something like Dobbins Bennett, I can't remember the year before <laughs> at all, you know, because it's just like, this is something that's so, um, well, I don't even know if it's innovative, but you just, you're using other things to, you know, get to the next thing. So when we actually talk about Dobbins Bennett and you say, okay, Brian Frankenstein, okay, that's nothing that we haven't seen before, but to Celine Dion, right. do you know how many people, including me, like literally had a kitten <laughs> when I heard, you know, it was nice, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> It was so good. And not to mention, like, Jed Garvey, who is the um, the director at Dobbins Bennett, is a really good friend of mine. And we spent time together at the O Foundation when he was in Onyx and um, I was Ooh. teaching O2. Not to mention the band director at Dobbins Bennett was my high school band director when I was in wow. high school. So, wow. like, okay. <laughs> see all of that happen. I'm just like, okay, yeah, creative very talented people. It's going to happen that way. Um, and like, uh, he had the person that came up with that, I think too, was, Oh goodness gracious. I had the whole, um, I interviewed him cause we were talking about the show in the tent and I was just like, wait a minute, this is content. Hang on a second. And I like, got out my <laughs> so I could get something from him. Um, but yeah, like it, it was just, uh, gosh, like I, I think, I only saw the show twice. I saw semis and I saw finals and I giggled the whole entire time. I thought it was great. <laughs> um, can I throw out a show that Cindy did not mention that I thought was worth mentioning? Shenna Nahoa. Absolutely. The Spider oh. Show. They mm. are so good with like doing animals. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I forgot. Did they do the frogs last year? <laughs> And they did the bats one year. That's right. So Those ramps and the tethers, and they did like an entire rifle feature facing down 45, like and tossed. Yeah. My mind. That was awesome. I was like, what? And then like, there's a part in it that they let go, right? Yeah. Like they untethered them. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you're going to fall. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that yeah. one. That was so good. Mm -hmm. All right. We are going to take a break right now. And we are going to come back with more WGI. We promise on our next segment, the percussion get, kids are going to get to play. <laughs> hey, this is Christine Ream. And Chris Green. Guard Closet was founded as a consignment business in 2000. Since then, it has grown to include winter guard, band, percussion, and other genres. We can help you with custom flag and costuming designs. Our consignment inventory has plenty of great looks for your color guard, drumline, and marching band. Pay it forward. When you purchase consignment, you help other programs. Last year, we sold over 400 sets of consignments and returned over $125,000 in payments to our consigners for their sales. Additionally, Guard Closet offers custom and pre-designed costumes, flags, floors, and formal wear, full or partial show writing, educational programming, and other services. Max out your rehearsal time and set up a microsite for easy student ordering for shoes, gloves, and other equipment. The Guard Closet team is here to help you get everything you want and need for your season. Check us out at guardcloset.com and follow us on social media.
another person joining us today, uh, our new resident twirling host, Ashley Ooh. Amos. Yay! Yay. <laughs> oh, so We're very excited to have you because the twirling world needs some water breaks too. <laughs> Tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I am from Maryland um, and I grew up with both of my parents um, owning uh, a baton percussion color guard group um, based in Cecil County, Maryland, this little rural area. You wouldn't think anything good would come from here. <laughs> Everything is very tractors and, and fun. That's, that's pretty much what we're known for. <laughs> um, but my parents owned a group um, that's actually how they met. My mom was on one team and my dad was on another team. They competed against each other. Um, so that's kind of how they met. And then um, when they had me and my brother were, I'm a twin. I was in the baton group. My brother was in the percussion group. Um, so that's kind of how we grew up. Literally baton came out of, when I came out of my mom, I came out with a baton. I had my first baton still. It's like a foot long. You know, normally they're like 30 inches for like an adult, but it's so, it's so tiny. Um, and then eventually I moved into um, the next level, which was with the Wheaton Dance and Twirl Teens that's based out of um, Montgomery County, Maryland. So I made a two hour drive every day or not every day. It was probably like three or four days a week. Um, one way. That's a lot. Yeah, it, it was definitely a lot, but they were um, a world champion team. So I got to go to the world championships with them in 2015 to Italy. Um, and they oh. won all the gold medals there with teams and all of the individuals. Um, so it's been a really cool experience growing up like that not everyone can say that it literally runs in their family um but we, you also do color guard yes i do so when i was in <laughs> high school i was i i wanted to twirl in high school and my band director said no i don't want a twirler so i was like okay so another <laughs> i had a band director like that too <laughs> uh another band director in the county wanted me to twirl there and I was like okay I'll just go to a different school and, and twirl for their band but then eventually I, I there was like a meeting with the fine arts director they said shouldn't have to go to a different school to get what you want so mm. I had to compromise and I was forced to do color guard if I wanted to twirl mm -hmm. so like my freshman year of high school I think I only twirled for like 32 counts I had to do guard the whole rest of the time but then by my senior year he had figured out, oh, this girl's kind of good. <laughs> so let's, let's add her to the show and make her like an asset. So I was, I still did guard for like the half of the show. And then I twirled for like the second half. And I actually conducted a song my last year of high school. So that was everything. <laughs> so I gotta say, you know, so we're talking about WGI World Championships here. And like the World Championship used to move from city to city. It's been, how long has it been in Dayton? Does anybody know off the top of their head? Last time it was outside of Dayton, 97. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's been a while. So can I make a proposal that WGI go back to like rotating through cities? And can we include like Italy? Because oh, wow. let's go. <laughs> no one's, no one's, no one's, there's no money for this. 
Yeah. We know it's no. gorgeous here. We know the weather's great. I mean, after that percussion, we get some more traveling in. We had to delay percussion semifinals because of rain that we going to happen. I love that. We delay indoor percussion because it's raining. What happened there? That was crazy. It's everyone was warming up outside and they didn't want to make it unfair. But it's still ironic. It was lightning. Loud thunder. Hey, I I just need to say, I... I taught uh, Ashley, which was really hmm. uh, rude of me to call her twirler the entire summer. Um, <laughs> summer. Every day. Entire summer, I would scream at her, twirler! Um, <laughs> is that what I called you anyway? Rude yeah. Me. But, and was it your first year or as a saber? Was that it? Yeah. So yeah. when I got to college, I only, I did indoor, but I was a flag. I never yeah. touched a saber, never touched a rifle. And then um, Hawthorne Cavaleros 2017, Jeremy Ooh. was kind of working with Bobby and was like, hey, you want this twirler? And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And then they were, they said, oh, well, you have to do saber and you have to do rifle. And I was like, well, I don't know how to do those things. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's what makes sense. But what I was going to say, and I can talk to you about a weapon too, but what I was going to say is that I staff out there take the time to talk to your members because for the people that listened to when uh i did my first 32 counts introduction the beginning of how ashley started is actually the same way i started color guard and it's completely crazy because i was born with a flag my parents own the group blah 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 for the one that knows and i've known you said 2017 when was it um that yeah. i taught you and i didn't know that about you so take the time to talk to your kids <laughs> that's crazy there's not a lot of people that have that story ashley and we do and then on the other hand and we are going to talk about the bgi because i'm curious to hear a twirler side but you're not just a twirler anymore but if you have a twirler come by your side don't just give a flag to them that's not what's natural <laughs> to them it is not it's not easy to twirl flags start like stop this a saber is completely natural to them and what they will do with that saber Absolutely. and what they how they will recover is something you're going to want to teach to your other kids it's completely mm-hmm. nuts i have never ever had a twirler in my weapon line ever before ashley and we were not doing easy stuff at the cabs it was like you do a blade five and with a uh what, what was it it was a, a jump turn of some sort a double stag turn yeah and she was like, all right. And I don't know how to do it. I was like, just, just do it. it. And she's like, okay. just whip it out. No problem. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a twirler first, let them twirl and then give them a saber. Like, Wasn't there like a, um, a, a world guard a few years ago from um, Japan? It's Amachi. Yeah. Amachi, Amachi brought back twirlers to We're like, like some hitting the top of the, the arena with them. They're, they they were number the, one, two, and three in the world. world. Yeah, they they wow. they had a Cirque du Soleil twirler uh, that came by, and then they went and got the World Championship twirler duet. Do I think it was their last season that the duet yes. was there? They were, I think they were like brother and sisters. I'm not sure. I knew the guy from Cirque, but uh, but yeah, they brought it back, and now it's cool to twirl. And not to bring this so towards how about percussion. Those, uh, the movie drumline. Oh, I, I was going to bring it toward percussion for <laughs> well, you guys. Oddly enough, I'm pretty sure Imati actually used uh, twirlers in percussion too back in 2013. Um, yeah. Oh. It was like the first show I ever saw when I showed up at the arena for the first time as a freshman in high school. 
was Imachi twirling in percussion. Wow. But um, <laughs> anyway, though, some huge upsets, uh, some huge kind of wacky recaps this year for percussion. Tom, what were your thoughts coming out of this weekend? Just amazing shows, kind of dramatic turnaround. What did you think? I'm just blown away by the, the design creativity the plastic mm-hmm. groups do. I mean, I right. get independent groups are financially run and you're on a budget. And, and But having those boosters and those parents, that goes back to those parents <laughs> again. Who was it? Clearbrook, man? They had the crazy piranha fish, whatever it was, that ate somebody at the end of the show. <laughs> and that's Ooh, what I love about Scholastic. Like, <laughs> exactly. He will sit there and just like play with like styrofoam and stuff and be like yeah this but only like a hundred times bigger and (laughs) (laughs) scholastic groups will always i feel like they push the button in a more creative Mm -hmm. way than independent groups do a lot of the time too uh the independent groups are always trying to be like very artistic very mature but every now and then the scholastic groups be like we're gonna do something fun different and you're gonna love it and that's like exactly what i got from that show well you know scholastic you, you gotta, if you're a smart group, you gear the show to what's gonna make your members happy. Mm-hmm. Right? You totally. wanna do something, a topic that they're gonna have fun with and can bite into. <clears throat> you know, and some groups, they just go way over the kids' heads and. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it's definitely tough when, like, me as an adult doesn't really understand what the high school show was <laughs> i felt that way to some extent about ayala's show this year it was really good they were really good i think that chino was also really good but i i don't really know what was going on <laughs> it, maybe i'm not smart enough i don't know i don't, know. don't feel lost uh, I, there was quite a few shows i was like that was cool music i have no idea what just happened though <laughs> cool music and a cool show i mean they had like dna helixes all these different like balls of light and like tilted ladders it, it gets the people going it's provocative but i don't know <laughs> Uh, really, what else to make movement of it? Book, how those percussionists were dancing out there in Ayala was pretty amazing. Well, along with that, you know, going back to my recap, I think of the A class. The visual design in A class is is so is 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 way above where the A class drumming is. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. I didn't get to see a lot of A class shows this year. But I know it's a dogfight down there. And like oh, just well, I mean, to be in finals, you have to be lines. clean. There's a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, that's a tough day for judging. <laughs> long day of drumming in a gym. I still can't believe, though, that uh, Color Guard has significantly more A-class groups than percussion does. Like, I can't even imagine trying to make finals as an A-class mm-hmm. Color Guard. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and judging that. Judging that, I think, is the hardest. I, 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 making finals, it really depends every year, I'd say. Like, like I was, I'm going back to what I said this year was so much about recon, like rebuilding a program that you would see maybe a little, oh my God, I don't want to, but maybe a little bit more basic recipe shows in A class for Color Guard this year. So I don't know if it, it's the same with profession this year, but in A class, that's what we've seen more. And then the top three was maybe a little bit more pushing the a little bit more layering in uh, mm-hmm. maybe top five 
in design. Sure. Uh, so every year is just completely different, but I don't know with percussion how it looked for the 50 whatever group. I don't know how many the, you guys have. The eight groups were pushing more of an open class visual design concept, but the drumming mm -hmm. was still very basic A. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a lot of what we run into across the board. Like it takes years of just repeated practice to try to play drums well and play drums clean. And I think that with the COVID pandemic that kind of put an ax in the middle of the last four years, mm -hmm. it's really hard to build up a lot of those like more long-term fundamental skills. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There was, um, I think a couple perfect tens handed out in percussion. Oh yeah, wow. for sure. Uh, wow. I got the recaps over here and I noticed a couple of them earlier. Ayala got a perfect 100, 100 in a, in their effect viz caption. Wow. Are there any others that you were thinking of? I thought I thought I saw maybe one in open class as well somewhere in a scholastic group. Maybe, maybe oh, not. Man. I'm not sure. It's possible. Regardless of if it was a 100, I also got to admit, I truly loved Avon's show this year, Susie. Like, once they started doing the thing with the bouncy balls in time with the show, I was like, oh, this is great. This is exactly <laughs> what I want from PSW. <laughs> It's fun. Yep. It's different. So risky. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah. Honestly, I, that was probably my favorite uh, percussion scholastic world show this year. Oh, um, I, I really dug, what was it? Um, uh, Franklin Central, is that who I'm thinking of? Who uh, hmm. the drum set player sings uh, all by himself. Hmm, I'm not I sure. I... All by myself. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm thinking about drum set players, I'm just thinking about Dartmouth. Oh, that show with oh the cage gosh. and the raven was amazing. <sighs> yeah, he's an amazing. He's in 10th grade, I believe. That's so what? crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's wow. He's Susie, so uh, tell us about wins. What was it like in the wins finals? Oh, wins. Well, I would love to share all kinds of insight, but unfortunately we don't get to see very many of our wins people, which mm. makes me very sad because it's such a new and developing section of WGI. I do know the A-class grew a lot this year, so there was quite a bit of competition, and there were actually groups that did not make finals this year, which right. you know stinks for those groups, but it's great because it means the activity is growing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um I know Kent City did a show about golfing. I did try to watch as much as I could on um, YouTube, but super cute show about golfing, very entertaining. And what I love about wins is because it's so new, every group is so different because we're just trying to figure it mm. out. You know, some yeah. groups use live percussion, some use the track, some have color guards, some don't. Like, it's just such a very eclectic thing to sit and watch. Um I, I will give a shout out to Team Indiana in the independent, or sorry, in Scholastic Open, um, Westfield High School um, took it this year, and they are always battling it out with Miamisburg in that class. Um, and Miamisburg took it last year, and Westfield took it this year. So it's great to see like some fun, um, intense competition going on in the wins class. So, um, yeah. How old is the wins class? How long has it been around? Oh gosh. Not even 10 years. Not even 10. Yeah, not 10, 10, 10, 10. For sure. I feel like I remember it in like 2015, maybe being the first year or a very yeah. early year, yeah. which yeah. would put it less than 10. That sounds about right. Yeah, and, and it we, puts it into perspective to think too, like 
20 to 30 years ago, percussion was brand new and people were like, I don't really know about this. Yeah. Doing drums yeah. inside. Like Maybe year, this yeah. should just be a color guard thing. Yeah. We're just right. watching that play <laughs> over again now with wins. Yeah. And you know, it's, yeah. it's hard too to kind of sell to band directors because they're like, winter time is concert band season. And you know, and what, right. we, yeah. what is, we're trying to show yeah. at Avon is you can do it. I mean, it's a lot of work. There's, you know, there's no doubt about that, but it, it has in fact helped our kids in concert band because they're playing more. They're, you know, yeah. they're falling in love with the program. They want to be there. They want to stay. They love what we're doing. And so it's only been nothing but beneficial for us. And so we're just hoping more groups throw their hats in the ring in the future. It's yeah. really activity. You're laying, you're laying the groundwork and the blueprint possibly for what to, we're going to see in drum corps, maybe down the road. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very sorry. Right. I do have friends who I, are, have worked with uh, um, Elevate Wins. Yes. My friend Andre. And um, mm-hmm. so he, he's been the choreographer for them. So I got to catch a couple of like, uh, just like rehearsal videos and stuff like that. And then whatever I can catch on YouTube. And they're a um, brand new independent world group. They are. Yeah. Because yeah. they have the Wins group and they also have a world color guard a winter guard. Um, and then there's also Van Hala. Yeah. Yeah. They got a silver um, medal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh gosh, I know some of the staff there and I know that they were, you know, gunning to do some stuff and not to mention they were like, Hey, Nicole, come by a rehearsal. And I'm like, sure. And I'm like, I don't have the time, but <laughs> I'm glad that they did well <laughs> regardless. And I think those are the only two that I like stayed on with that because again it's a growing it's a growing uh, uh section of wgi so well definitely I, stay tuned for next year i think um azel from texas might be coming back and mililani from hawaii might be coming back and i heard imachi might be bringing a wins group next whoa. year so you, guys really don't you do not understand the last show and i'm sure everybody did this but like i was like the child who just saw mickey mouse maybe for the first time <laughs> during the last show that they did i weeped weeped With the stools <laughs> when they did this they used stools the, the staircase yes yes okay. i i i was like I, you can't leave you can't go and so yes if they come back in any way, shape, or form, I'm I will be there to watch them. I am a true fan. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Well, while we're waiting for them to come back, let's go take a quick commercial break and we will be right back with more recaps. Hi everyone, it's Tim Hinton, the beast of the marching arts, the host of the Marching Roundtable podcast, and the creator of marchingartseducation.com. I've just um, taken a little water break here, and I thought I would share some information about what's going on at the Marching Roundtable. But first, I want to say, wow, congratulations to everybody for the incredible, great, successful work and season we just had in the indoor activity this winter. Wow, all the stuff that happened in Dayton was really inspiring and exciting. It was great to see your passion on display. Thank you for all your hard work, whether you're a designer, a director, instructor, performer, parent, support person, All these people make the activity happen, and wow, are you impressive. Now, here's my thought for you today. Make sure you take some time to rest. That's right. Right now, people are jumping right back into auditions for the fall or getting ready for drum corps. You know, the cycle just keeps on going. But I want to tell you, make sure you're taking some time at the end of this momentous season to rest, to reflect, take long weekends, take evenings off, 
if you're like me, sometimes I have to just have to schedule that on my calendar. I'm not going to work on this night. I'm going to take some time and do something. Hopefully, I'd like to say that doesn't have anything to do with the marching arts activity. Just enjoy some time off. Rest. Take care of yourself. Because we'll very soon be jumping right back in. You need to be rested, healthy, uh, mentally ready for everything that's about to happen. So, take some time. I promise you'll be glad you did. This week at the Marching Roundtable Podcast, we have another in our series called Three Things I Wish I'd Known When I First Started Teaching. This is Gene Monteristelli, who's a very important visual judge in the, in the earlier years of Drum Corps International, now is working with drum majors in a very significant way at DCI. You'll love hearing about things he wished he had known when he first started teaching way back when with the Troopers. And also, next week's podcast is focusing on education and a competitively driven activity. This is two really smart folks from Southwind Drum and Bugle Corps talking about how they have a successful season with their students, focusing on education and helping those students grow, while, of course, being in the middle of competitive activity and wanting to do very, very well. And don't forget, there was a recent podcast with the crew from On a Water Break that I think you'll really enjoy. And one more thing, watch for a webinar coming up on May 24th with Ron Vereen talking about grant writing for not-for-profit arts groups. Jeremy, thanks for including me. This is Tim Hinton, the Beast of the Marching Arts. Thank you for listening. All right, we're back. And uh, there was way too much chatter going on while we were on that commercial break. Guys, we got to save it for the water break. Susie, <laughs> what were you about to uh, ask Stephen? Well, I'm going to put Stephen on the spot here. You know, speaking of wins, um, we miss Rhythm X wins. And I was just wondering if you know of any future plans for bringing them back? Oh, boy. Um, well, there's a long list of people you should ask before me, but I'll, I'll give my unqualified <laughs> opinion now. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I know the admin, um, the newer admin over there pretty well, and a bunch of the new admin are Rhythm X Wins alums, and I know they want to get it back. Ooh. So I could imagine a world where we get a little further removed from COVID. Maybe the ensemble gets a little more like uh, of its feet under itself, just in terms of like, uh, assets, time, staff, and stuff like that, and they bring it fair, back. Fair, fair. Yep. One thing that I know is true is that the most winningest ensemble at Rhythm X is Rhythm X Wins. It is not wow. the percussion group. The <laughs> Wins has way yeah. more gold medals and trophies than the percussion group does. So <laughs> maybe they'll bring it Hold back. Everything. I'd like to see it. Oh, I oh. have to tell you guys we have another surprise guest here today. Oh, my this is lex if you follow them on social media the handle is at blonde caramel twist and oh my gosh i'm so excited to have you on here yay two tiktok stars on this podcast Wow. i don't think can you guys hear me yeah yeah awesome how is everybody Oh, we're rocking and rolling. Yes, yes. <laughs> we're having a do good all, party. Do we all have the WGI sickness because it got me. Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we let off the show talking about that. Um, I'm still feeling it. Who were you uh, spending a lot of your time out there with, and how was your WGI weekend? I, you know, I get to have the pleasure of spending my days with Center Grove. Mm. Those kids are incredible. Um, so that's, that's who I got to spend my WGI with. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. They were beautiful. So beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 
they work so, so hard. They are great kids. So I, I, our producer has uh, invited you in because you had an, an incredible social media post. And I actually, he sent it to me and I was like, oh, I already saw that one <laughs> because it's going viral everywhere right now. <laughs> so what are some of your hot takes from your social media post about WGI? I mean, the, those are all hot takes, but I think it, it, it would be a disservice to our experience of A-Class Finals if we didn't talk about Dobbins Bennett. I mean, they came out here and gave us Celine on Broadway, Friday night, <laughs> opening night, grand opening. <laughs> and they had a prop who was not a prop, and I was screaming. I mean, that was, those kids were fantastic. <laughs> I think... I think it's like a lesson for anybody of any ability on performance, like Amen. buying into the product and giving it to the audience. It was great. Absolutely. I'm going to request you guys to take a step backwards as a percussion guy who is out of the loop, a prop who wasn't a prop. What do you mean? <sighs> okay. So it was okay. So Dobbins Bennett had this Frankenstein. It was like a, the bride of Frankenstein show. It was mm -hmm. called the bride. And I would say like, three quarters of the show you saw what was clearly Frankenstein but it was under a sheet and then all of a sudden at like the big part of the show they pull the sheet off and it's actually like a dude it's like a person he's alive there's confetti we have Celine hitting her high notes it was great it That's was awesome. great That's so creative There was something else that you said too about um about the chant so we kind of we kind of talked about this before you got there so what was your feel on the chant that happened during the uh guard finals i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest i was expecting to hear menards but we <laughs> i was waiting for menards but this chant i actually it was like some claps we had like a little yes queen hand some works some slays and then as finals went on people got creative and people were adding words mm -hmm. and it was great because I feel like everybody got a little piece of what Texas gets and like the Florida kids get everybody got that taste of like I'm welcome and I'm ready which is what it's all about hey can yeah. I ask Lex one more quick thing a take from her social media post um because I, I think it needs to be said you mentioned yeah. the diversity this year and I literally on my because I'm old I post on Facebook um <laughs> That was my post from the weekend was just how excited I was to see diversity in all forms Absolutely. out there on the floor. Absolutely. I think, you know, if, if, if I'm going to be candid as a little, you know, a black performer, you mm -hmm. know, from Illinois back in the early 2000s, I didn't really see a lot of me. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of performers that I looked up to and a lot of performers I wanted to be like. Um, but I didn't really see me. And it was just so cool to see performers of color, especially black performers. Mm. Um, you know, we say black excellence. It was on display. You had Paramount. You had um, who, uh, Fusion. You, we had people of color in Fusion. We had so many performers of color highlighted for what we do all the time. But it just gives the kids, you know, the black performers that are in high school be able to see, like, I'm that's me. I can do that. I'm going to do that. Agreed. And I thought it was so awesome. And a shout out to Aaron Boone, the director of Carmel's Guard. <clears throat> shout out to my best friend, Aaron yes. Boone. She's yeah. awesome. Yes. She is really, she is doing some great things over there. And Carmel was beautiful. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 
Okay, thanks for Let's letting me hijack. Let's around for and kind of like <laughs> talk about like what all of our favorite shows were from from the whole of WGI's both weekends. So, Nicole, why don't you start us off? Oh gosh, I muted myself so I wouldn't start. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like when the teacher says he wants to call to someone, you start looking around the room, doing anything but make eye contact? <laughs> I, will tell you, immediately. I ingested a lot of Scholastic A and Independent A uh, this year. And that's because like there's so many that you won't see, you know, the ones that you'll see on finals night, you probably, you know, don't see other times. But there was a guard <clears throat> that made, and not only because, you know, of what they were doing, but, like, um, there, they had five people in their guard. Mm. And I think mm. they were, mm. like, 13th, 12th, 12th place or whatever. Oh, yes. And they did more than words by Mr. Big for crying out loud. Like I was sitting in there, like in the stands, like singing along and I'm living for them and their flannel. I mean, I thought that was great. Um, I just, I felt really good for them for anybody that says, Oh, I have to have 30 people in my guard. No, you don't. You just have no. to have five. They, that was nope. so brave. And, and I was like, that reminds me of more where WJ came from. You know, like smaller groups getting out there and just doing it. Mm -hmm. Tom, what was one of your favorites from this weekend? Um, in color guard wise, one of my favorites was uh, Woodland, Woodlands High School. I, I was so exhausted watching that show. I felt like I had ran a marathon with those kids. Like the. They never stopped moving the entire time. It was just phenomenal. I mean, yeah, I, the amount of stamina those kids had to have to do that show. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. What about percussion? Uh, you know, one of my favorite percussion shows was uh, Clover High School in Scholastic Open. They took home a gold medal. Uh, they had a really clever show. I enjoyed them. And then probably my, my favorite show of the entire weekend. <clears throat> and I'm, you know, a little sad they lost by less than a tenth of a point. RCC. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing show. Amazing show. It is. Yeah, it's a great show. Everyone up there was super clean. I really liked that RCC and Rhythm X, I felt like both had a really unique identity and they were like moving design forward in that way. Um, they both brought something like totally new and fresh to the floor. And, uh, that, that's like what world class is supposed to be all about. So I loved seeing that. Um, yeah. Is that your favorite, Steven? My favorite, uh, I mean, I, I'm biased towards rhythm X, but my, f I, I really want to talk about matrix. Um, I oh, felt like matrix. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> since I got to see it, since I got to see it. I agree. You know, I don't know like that it was uh, the right show to place super well. Because um, like talking about cleanliness and, and whatnot, yeah. there, there are groups that were more clean. But I felt like Matrix was doing something really, truly different than I've seen. I yeah. feel like you could have taken that Matrix show and put it in like a general audience in Las Vegas. And like it would have worked did, much better than any indoor drumline show I've ever seen. Did I see it correctly? Did they have a snap through and put their floor backwards in semifinals? 
Oh boy, some group did. I'm not sure. Wait, Matrix didn't have a floor, did they? Yeah, they had the, the little heart and says, I think people or peace or something on it. Oh, maybe. I know for sure you're correct. There is a group that at semis had to flip their floor around. Um, they never flipped it, though. They just left it. They went with it. Oh, that's <laughs> yikes. That's interesting. <laughs> then, that's a good... <laughs> and I'm sure there was other injured people, but there was a, a student from a high school. I think they made world-class finals in Scholastic. He, I guess, broke his arm Ooh. right after prelims, Whoa. loading the truck, I guess. Oh, oh no! God. That's he a was shame. a snare drummer, but he played the entire book with his left hand. Still, oh, my gosh. what? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Wow, it was phenomenal. In the best case scenario, that's fifty percent of your hands. <laughs> um, I really loved uh, Palm Desert Charter Middle School. Oh my First god! First of all, oh, middle yes. school, and they got promoted like what mid-season to Scholastic Open. That's yep. amazing. If I could get my high schoolers to do half of what they're doing, oh my gosh. I just can't fathom like having middle schoolers do the things that they do and they have so many kids and they're, they they perform well. That's like the hardest part I think of of like teaching is trying to get them to actually feel whatever they're performing, whatever the choreography is. That age. Yeah, yeah, it's so hard, but they were so clean and so good. I, they really caught my eye throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Was that WGI's first middle school color guard? Uh, I because know they were there last year. I think we had our first independent A middle school percussion group this year, Shockwave. Wow. Wow. <laughs> These schools wow. are stepping it up. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Lex, what was your favorite? What was your like favorite of the whole thing? Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I do have to backtrack to shout out really quick David from AMP because he was another performer of color. He was the rabbit and he was phenomenal. But I had to just like shout him out really quick. But my it's hard to choose because Ashley actually took mine because those babies were born over quarantine. I swear. Like they were born last Tuesday and they're out here like doing tricks. You know, like it's it's wild, but I would say Paramount, strictly because mm. the use of silks, how they cut out their silks and had that void, but they, the creativity behind it, it the whole program was just marvelous. Mm. I mean, I, I, could, I never got enough of it. I was like, okay, reset, do it again. Like, do it again, one more time. <laughs> it was so, so good. I want to talk a little bit more about another percussion group that I really loved. And this one was Kinexus. Tom, did you get to see Kinexus? I did that killer snare roll at the beginning of the I was well, that's all I want to talk about. That <laughs> snare roll was so cool. Um they did it for like 20 seconds or something, and they just they start playing the role, they're clean, they're in it, and then they go down into like a plie really slowly. And as they do, they start tilting in all these like pillar props that they have in a circle around the snare line and tilting them towards them. The whole show is like this kind of like psychedelic y, uh, like, uh, mm. I'm missing the right word for exactly what they called the show, but it's all about like shapes and it's it's a little trippy. Yeah, it's so kind of claustrophobic. Are these drummers actually like getting dance training as oh, they go yeah. into Oh, drummers the get dance or... training. Drummers get dance training. That's I have mixed so feelings on whether or not we really need to take like a, 
18 year old dude who's like an engineering student in college and just wants to play bass drum and like get him doing plies and all the different foot positions and stuff because it's like he doesn't want to do it i don't know that i want to see it sometimes they get plenty of dance training for you gotta sure. know your group and what's gonna work for your group if you got a group that might dance well then you go for it if you've got a a drum mm. group that just wants to drum, then that's what that's what you focus on. <laughs> exactly. You gotta know what show you're making, uh, what your kids can do. But Susie, what was your favorite show this year? Well, I realized like decompressing with you guys, thinking back onto the Color Guard weekend, um, I've been complaining for probably a decade about world class and how I just feel like the music choices, like the how intellectual it is, like it's really kind of been a downer for me. And I feel like this year. Mm. There, there wasn't that at all. I was completely intrigued the entire world-class finals. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to throw, this is a gimme one, but I was up in the suites watching world-class finals. So I got to see mm-hmm. the audience and the group. And when mm-hmm. Amp hit the floor, <laughs> and the volume of that arena was like, oh my God, just the energy. Like, I loved so many people's shows and I just had so much fun watching the whole night, but the way the audience reacted to amp was probably my favorite moment of that night. And that mm-hmm. so, I, I can only imagine there, you know, I've been to color guard finals and I've been to percussion finals. It is a different energy at the color guard championships than it is at the percussion finals. There's mm-hmm. a lot of cheering, but, you can almost not even hear the music at times at a color guard show because the cheering is just yeah. so loud. Literal mm-hmm. screaming. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, when Am came out onto the floor, the guy who was the Joker last year yes. uh, came out with him and he had his Jonathan. like Amp jacket and he was just like coming out and all hyped. I loved that. And the pe- yeah. the crowd went crazy. He's like for that. the warm-up guy. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the they're yeah, brothers. I'm hoping I'm not mistaken because they are, but they're brothers, the Marrero brothers. So it's Jonathan and Joshua. So if yes. you've seen the other guy, he was a soloist the year, a couple of years, but, and the captain, Ashley, I think was the last season was when you marched. Josh was marching. As yeah. Captain. When I was in Amp in 2020, Josh was one of the captains yeah. with JJ. Yeah. With JJ. Oh, so yeah. So there were the two ones, yeah, like, yeah. the the crowd crazy and they were not needed like they would have gotten crazy the crowd would have gone completely crazy without the brothers but still and i'm just gonna say personal note because you're all people that will cry for me because i stayed home i missed my flight that's a true story i missed my flight thank you but let's get worse i was invited by matt by matt hurley to spend the week with amp No. So yeah. So you can. Yes, it was um, a miserable, but I. But then I, the last second, I booked a ticket to Mexico because I was like, I need to change. So I went to Mexico what? instead <laughs> on this Thursday. Yeah, that like makes that. sense. You got to get out of it. I missed my flight and then my dad at like noon was like, Hey, there's tickets for to Mexico with your mom. Do you want to go? And I was like, Yes, of course. But, okay. yeah. <laughs> so I watched WDI. But then yeah, so when I saw them get on the field, I was like, Oh my god. Like oh. I would have been a prop pusher and I, I would have felt like I was a soloist when the people got crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's I don't true. know if you guys remember Imachi, but like oh, hearing yeah. the audience <laughs> with AMP yeah. is like almost comparable to Imachi. Yeah. It yeah. is yeah. so loud that the floor shakes. I mean, it's yeah. unreal. And I mean, I've been on the floor with pride and people are loud, but like AMP, it, I mean, they are it's different. No, no pun intended, but they're amping up the energy. Mm-hmm. You know so what then, I mean? And then they got, they got like schedules in the tent so people can go like have their like shirt signed yeah. by like the Matt Hatter and the, it's completely crazy. Oh, like, I saw like celebrities. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. fan. I'm also a fan. those guys for, for designing shows that are just memorable. They're going to be memorable yeah. for so long. Yeah. Didn't yeah. they put a dance on TikTok? So when they hit that part of the show, the whole crowd started dancing yeah. with them. Like, I was yeah. like, what is happening? I went to the Philly Regional and that the TikTok dance wasn't even up yet and people were in like the students in the back stands they were doing the dance at the same time Crazy. i was like this is amazing yeah they take the time to learn the dance and they do mm-hmm. it in the show it, it was so cool to watch yeah i don't know steven how do you think people would feel if we brought our pad and sticks and played the snare feature <laughs> <laughs> nailed it <laughs> that music judge Poor guy. (laughs) Yeah, that would be the audience involvement. (laughs) Really gets the crowd going. Crowd favorites. (laughs) I, I, I think it's a cruel question to ask. What show? Like, if you're asking one show, um, uh, for me, I think Lex is right. Paramount, and it seems like the obvious because they, I mean, the world class medals are the best. But when I was done watching that show, I was like, can I, when I grow up, can I be <laughs> that designer? <laughs> it was completely crazy. And 100%. I was uh, like people known, I've been a director. I, I'm not anymore, but um, value mission. I don't know if in English, how you say, but your mission, your values and all that are so important to your group. And when you go to their website, it's very clear, like uh, their mission and values and, and they make every decision towards that. And I don't know about Paramount, but inclusivity and diversity needs to be one because like Lex said, like the soloist, um, the last dance soloist uh, was absolutely gorgeous. And Myra James, I don't know if, uh, if who choreographed the, the movement that was done under like tosses, but that is completely crazy. I don't come. She did a roller, like it was rolling on her. I don't know. I don't, you didn't see it. Just go see it. Uh, but then uh, it's Cascadia that Nicole, you were talking about. They were oh. five in a class and that's mm-hmm. the minimum number. So one kid gets sick, you cannot perform. Oh, so that's, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and in A class, I think everyone needs to know the Magnolia Project. I talked about them. They were completely oh, yeah. and yeah. utterly amazing. I watched a show with my mom in Mexico. <laughs> and <laughs> she, it was her first time, her first read. For people who don't know, she judged and taught and designed, and she ended up crying. I've been in touch with the mm-hmm. director there, Jesse Page. Um, and she's the director and core, uh, designer. Her husband is the president. Her daughter, who's nine, follows them around everywhere. So, Ashley, I'm sure you can resign with this. I resign yep. with this. So, yeah, it's an amazing show. And I need to give a shout-out to Mainline. I don't know if I'm wrong, but I think it's their first yes. time in finals. Yes. Their yeah. first time ever. Mm. Yeah. 
So an open class. So those are shows yeah. I think you need to go see and watch. And Fantasia, which made it back to the finals, which was oh, really interesting. And I don't know if they did that for percussion and wins, but when world class came on the retreat, they would call their name the year and was it how many years in the activity or how many years, WGI years they've done and how many finals they've made. And I think that was really, really nice to hear about groups that have been there for 42 years and 36 years and then like fusion for 70 years and then or whatever like yeah. it was really cool uh, a cool moment i think oh my gosh well so very we quickly need to say we need to say goodbye to lex because lex needs to go but i really appreciate you coming on thank you so much thank, thank you guys so much for having me i, <laughs> I love this keep it's making like tiktoks I will. Thank you guys for watching them. I love them so much. I will share them every time. So, what are what are your social media again? I need to go follow. It's at blonde.caramel.twist. Don't ask how I came up with it because (laughs) no, it was like one in the morning. I'm curious every time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you for all of the content. I love it. All right, so I had a full circle moment kind of at this WGI because um, when I started Color Guard, I was like 19. I didn't start in high school. And um, I started at this small independent A-guard that was in Virginia. And my very first captain was Rob Watson. And Rob is the director of Fusion uh, Winter Guard, uh, which is the world-class guard. And um, this year, he... Got in touch with our my first director. His name was Chris Lawrence, and um, as I'm walking out, I think it was after semis for world um, for world class. Um, I hear him, and he had brought Chris on to spend the week with Fusion. So it was my very first director that was there, my very first um, uh, guard captain, you know, with his guard, and we were all there, and so it was very nice to have that little full circle moment happen right there at UD arena where we all like, well, Mm. at least where I started. (laughs) Each week, the marching pageantry arts museum folks are going to give us a little bit of history so we can know about what came before us. Believe me, they have plenty to say. So take it away, Bill. Hey everybody. This is Bill Ives from the marching pageantry arts museum in upper Derby, Pennsylvania with this week's fascinating snippet of marching pageantry history. The winter of 1966 was not kind to the Levittown Pennsylvanians. Due to the Vietnam War escalating, the entire drumline, with the exception of a bass drummer and a cymbal player, were drafted into the military. Additionally, several horn players were also drafted, and many others decided not to march. At an early May rehearsal, the Corps members were told to train in their uniforms and equipment the next week as the Corps was not going to compete that year due to a lack of sufficient membership. The members were obviously disappointed, as many had been with the Corps since inception in 1960, and were figuring out what to do next as there were several other Corps within a short distance of Levittown. The Corps' executive committee sprang into action and began merger talks with the Feasterville Brigadiers, an up-and-coming small corps that was based 10 miles from Levittown. Within a week, arrangements were made for a joint rehearsal to be held in Feasterville as numerous phone calls were made. And surprisingly, nearly every member from the Pennsylvanians took the corps bus to rehearsal, and lo and behold, there were over 36 horns, a full drum line, 
24 color guard members in attendance. The entire Corps was put together in three weeks, alternating practice sites between Levittown and Feasterville, within the Corps rehearsing five consecutive nights to be ready for the first show, an exhibition uh, sponsored by the Nishamani Valley Invitational. Each subsequent week, the Corps improved, taking fourth place in their first show, and by August, winning two shows heading into the early September National Judges Association Championship. At the championship, the Corps was clicking on all cylinders and won the show, besting the second-place Corps by over seven points. What a way to end a crazy year. Stay tuned to future podcasts for more fascinating snippets from the colorful history of this wonderful activity we call the marching arts. To learn more about the Marching Pageantry Arts Museum, go to marchingpageantryartsmuseum.org and follow us on social media. All right, great. Well, we've learned about the past, but before we get to the present, I'm excited to let you all know that we're wrapping up editing together our first episode of the On a Water Break podcast drum corps history series it's been so fulfilling getting to hear about the folks that laid the foundation for the activity we all love today they are a treasure trove of stories and knowledge so make sure to check that series out on our channel first episode is coming soon let's go ahead and throw it to jeremy from drum corps today hey everyone drum corps today with another drum corps news segment first up we have rehearsal camps that are coming up this weekend there are 29 camps scheduled Out west, the Colombians have a camp in Kenwick, Washington from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. The battalion is a camp in Ogden, Utah from Friday, April 28th to Saturday, April 29th. Gold has a brass camp in Eastvale, California from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Boise Gems have a camp in Caldwell, Idaho on Saturday, April 29th. Blue Devils B has a camp in Walnut Creek, California from Saturday, April 29th to Sunday, April 30th. Vessel has a camp in San Dimas, California, from Saturday, April 29th to Sunday, April 30th. Golden Empire has a camp in Bakersfield, California, on Sunday, April 30th. Mandarins have a camp in Sacramento, California, from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Blue Devils have a camp in Pittsburgh, California, from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. CL Cascades have a camp in Scapoos, Oregon, from Saturday, April 29th to Sunday, April 30th. The Academy has a camp in Levine Village, Arizona from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th, and Blue Knights have a camp in Denver, Colorado from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Down in Texas, Guardians have a camp in Mark, Texas from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Boston Crusaders have a camp in San Antonio, Texas from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Genesis has a color guard camp in Bastrop, Texas from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th and Crossmen have a camp in San Antonio, Texas from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. In the Midwest, River City Rhythm has a camp in Wasika, Minnesota from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Madison Scouts have a camp in Milton, Wisconsin from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Colts have a camp in Dubuque, Iowa from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Phantom Regiment has a camp in Rockford, Illinois from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. The Cavaliers have a camp in Kokomo, Indiana from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. And Blue Stars have a camp in Lebanon, Indiana from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Finally, out east, Spartans have a camp in Nashua, New Hampshire from Saturday, April 29th to Sunday, April 30th. 7th Regiment has a camp from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. The Cadets have a camp from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Bluecoats have a camp in Canton, Ohio from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. 
Jersey Surf has a camp in Delran, New Jersey, from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. Carolina Crown has a camp in Fort Mill, South Carolina, from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. And Spirit of Atlanta has a camp in Roberta, Georgia, from Friday, April 28th to Sunday, April 30th. In addition to that, there's also been another core that has released their 2023 production. Raiders will be performing their show, Circus Reversus, featuring Thunder and Blazes, Trip to the Circus, Send in the Clowns, and From Now On, from The Greatest Showman. Although most of the deadlines have already passed, there are still five scholarships that haven't reached their submission deadlines yet. As of this week, there are 436 brass spots, 123 field percussion spots, 107 front ensemble spots, 491 color guard spots, 9 conductor spots, and 99 additional spots, ranging from team time to administrative intern positions, which in total comes out to over 1,200 open positions for this summer. All of this information can be found on our Instagram page, at Drumcore Today, and links to everything can be found at the link in our bio, linktree slash Drumcore Today. All right, so uh, another thing that happened this week, or like, see, finals week, was the cookout. Uh, it has been something that I have been working on. This is the second year that it's been going on. We had Deisha Dreyer, who was the um, White House events coordinator under the Obamas. We had Wayne Harris, who was one of our Hall of Fame inductees as a presenter. We had Michael Rosales as one of the presenters. We had a surprise guest who actually showed up, and I was actually not ready for it, but it was Mr. Ron Nankervis, who is wow. the CEO of WGI. Um, wow. He stayed a while and listened to everything and said how the board should be <laughs> part of it. So we'll see next year <laughs> how big the <laughs> Um, it was a really fun time. We had lots of fun breaking bread and meeting everybody. So um, I really hope that if you all, you know, can come by and stop by next year, uh, it's the last thing. It's a little, it's a nice little patent pillow cushioning to the end of the weekend. That's awesome, Nicole. Uh, I know I got to meet Wayne once in the past. He's amazing. Um, I'm glad to hear it was a huge success. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was, uh, I couldn't have been happier. So <clears throat> this happened right at the end of WGI Color Guard? It did. It was the Sunday after. So uh, <laughs> it was. It, uh, I had to be <laughs> at headquarters at 9.30, but the um, actual event started about 11. We had food, and it was a NOLA-themed menu. Um, <laughs> and then we started with different things. We actually did an outreach this year with um, some underrepresented schools that were in Jackson, Mississippi. So we had a little, uh, I guess you could say a little presentation on that. We were able to, with the you know collaboration with um, McCormick's, give each school about four sets of flags. And then we threw in those gloves that match the skin tone yeah. of each of their performers. So, and that, they don't know about that. They'll know about it when they open their box, when it gets there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, that's what we're doing. And honestly, that's another thing that the, co the cookout is doing is um, we're doing more outreach. We gave out three scholarships this year. Um, one was to a high school, um, a high school member who was in Virginia, Zahidi, um, and we had a member from Malachi Independent who won our uh, 25 and over scholarship. And then we had another um, member from One Light Independent, uh, Frida Hernandez, who got that one. So uh, we are gonna keep going strong with the 
<laughs> with the scholarships and the outreach and maybe do a little something else, but that's in the works to come. Breaking news, guys. We are on the scene right now with someone on the inside, Susie Harloff. You got to tell us the big news. Oh my gosh, we have some big news. And it's not that all of the Avon World Groups meddled at WGI this year, <laughs> which was pretty awesome. <laughs> the Monday after we get back from WGI, we have representatives from the Macy's Parade in our band room telling our band, that Avon Marching Black and Gold is headed to the Macy's Parade in 2024. We are a great line of Indiana bands that have done it. Carmel did it last year, Fisher's going this year, and Avon next year. So we're proud to keep res representing Indiana at the Macy's Parade. So now it's time to start fundraising. <laughs> Anyone else have Tom, news? Tom, I think you might have our next story. I, I, I might have a little bit of a an interesting story. Uh, you know, for a long time, you couldn't even play this group's music. Uh, and fortunately, in 2003, a group I, I worked with, Silver Medals and Scholastic A, we played Master of Puppets. I'm talking about Metallica. Metallica. Right? Yeah. Metallica is, is putting out a marching band arrangement competition of their songs. What? Right? So you write your baddest arrangement of a Metallica song and you could win. Uh, this is pretty rad. I mean, they have a huge following to start with, but I know a lot of people have always wanted to write or use their stuff. So here's your chance. If you want to... Go crazy and, and give it your best. Go for it. This is your opportunity. And I, I would think love there's to money see it. to be had. Oh, you're right. Prize money. There's you're some right. fame. And I believe you'll perform with Metallica. So. No way. What? Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty rad. I've okay. always thought that the second half of one by Metallica when they have like that sex sextuplet pattern is just begging to be like played by a drum line. You know, I've always envisioned that with giant toms all over the floor playing six tuplets. <laughs> that would be sick. That would be so cool. Um, There's a chance, Steven. Write a tune, man. Write an arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Get it in there. Maybe I'll get one of those scholarships, one of those uh, program fundings. There's a lot of money there to be had for your school, for yeah. I think it's mostly for school ensembles, but uh, folks should definitely get out there. Take advantage of the fact uh, first no, time Metallica is open source ever, but yeah, there's, there's no restrictions. It's not like you know, can be, you can be 10, you can be 60, go ahead and write it. Give it your best shot. It's awesome. <laughs> right. on. Uh, Nicole, do you have something you want to share with us? I do. Okay. So uh, a couple of weeks ago um, we were talking about the, trailer that was stolen um in akron okay so uh, a high school band stole a band trailer was stolen and last weekend it was recovered in alliance so according to the akron police yeah they finally got it back the suspect drove to illet high school around 8 a.m on sunday march 26 backed his truck up to the trailer spent about 15 minutes hooking it up like it was his own <laughs> and then drove away. Ridiculous. And the trailer hauls the Illit High School band's uniform and their instruments to shows. Okay. Uh, was it empty at the time, though? It was empty. Oh. Yeah, thankfully it was oh, empty. 
Um, so the they, you know, didn't go away with anything. But the trailer was found on Thursday by a good Samaritan. And they said that the person who took the trailer sold it to a lady in Alliance. Um, I think she told the news story. She realized it was stolen. It was taken from kids. And she contacted the Alliance Police Department, who contacted the Akron Police Department. So the trailer wasn't damaged. It was returned to Illit High School. And uh, they always love a good resolution to a bad situation. And honestly, this was probably the best resolution that could have happened. Fantastic. That's good. Certainly a good resolution for most. I myself wanted to uh, get a a new ensemble going there. I was hoping there was going to be some equipment in the trailer, but, uh, you know. (laughs) I'll be on the run from the police by the time this episode comes out, so it'll be okay. Right. We were telling um, people, you know, you can't, uh, you know, give that kind of stuff to a guard closet, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's my understanding that a different trailer has been stolen. Is this true? Um, I'm thinking so, that there was a different trailer that was stolen. No. Hmm. Never good. Yeah. So. Someone must know more than I do. There must be some sort of grand cabal of folks trying to accumulate marching band trailers. I couldn't even imagine what they want to do with it. Um, Well, looking at the actual trailer itself, though, it's not marked. It's unmarked. So, hmm. you know, that that could be anything. Certainly an odd story. I'm at least glad to hear that everything was returned and everything's okay. Um, Ashley, do you have our next story for us? Yeah, so I know I'm 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 the new kid here, but I do have some pretty good news. Um, over this past weekend, um, in the twirling world, there's multiple different um, regional championships that happen over the months of. Uh, I guess they start probably like January, and then the season ends in July at nationals, which is held at the University of Notre Dame in Indiana. Um, So this past weekend was the Mid-Atlantic Championship. So that's um, like states like Maryland, Virginia, I think, maybe North Carolina. There's some other ones in there. I I don't know all the way. But Maryland is definitely one of the biggest um, competing states. Like it has the the most high-quality twirlers in the country. Mm. Um, I would say the world even. So Wow. it's it's really high stakes at mid-atlantic regionals like if you're going to mid-atlantic you you better have your stuff together Uh, (laughs) i mean other regions have like good twirlers too but ours is definitely one of the highest calibers i would say um so at mid-atlantics you have um, there's different pageant titles that happen at nationals that you can represent your state or your region Um, So you have three parts to the pageant. There's a modeling portion. um, So you're either in like a twirling costume or you're in like a ball gown or dress kind of thing. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty elaborate. I'm not a fan of the modeling myself because it just kind of takes away from the sport aspect. But Hmm. it does help eventually like with the poise and the posture and all of that. Um, There's also an interview portion. So that's definitely helped me. Um, Mm -hmm. as well but uh, aside from the modeling portion there's also a um, strut and solo portion Um, strut is like uh, 
more like dance and gymnastics, but you're not allowed to release the baton. So mm. you have to do all these things like pass it between your legs, uh, like above your head, all these intricate <clears throat> dance moves, but you can't toss the baton. So you're, you're limited, but there's also so many things that you can do. It's really interesting to see um, like how creative these um, the kids and the coaches are with, with what they can do with that routine. I know there's one person, um, her name's Kylie Cates. She goes to Arizona State University. She does a layback. So one leg's on the ground, one leg's in the air. And then she gets the leg that's on the ground as she's in the layback and pulls it into a scorpion as she comes back up. It's insane. You, you'd a, have to watch a video to understand it. it it's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> And then the solo portion is like they're allowed to release the baton. So they do like the standard, I would say, um, is like the, there's the different levels. So there's novice, beginner, intermediate, and advanced for all of the pageants. Um, so each level has their own pageant. Um, and usually you'll see like beginner kids have like two spins to three spins. Intermediates like three spins to four spins. Advanced is like four spins, five spins, six spins. That's, you know, just, just five spins, six spins under one toss and, and some illusions in there too. You know, is there ever fire involved? Uh. Outside, yes. Inside, no. Like for marching band, yes. I see a fire baton quite often. Um, I'm from New England, so that was a normal thing growing up to see at least one college band throwing fire in the air. Yeah, I didn't get to it at college, but I did. Um, we, our, our group did uh, basketball performances at University of Maryland, and they had fire baton. Like, we had to set down a special tarp. You had to have the fire extinguisher with you at all times. Just well, not when I was growing up. <laughs> Back in my day. Well, they had just invented it when you grew up, Tom. Oh, so they weren't yeah. you were really sure. They yeah. just invented fire. <laughs> 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 thanks for sharing it all ashley it's interesting to hear that maryland is like the hub for it all i kind of feel that way about uh ohio for a lot of the other like drumline and band things that we talk about yeah. all the time um but i'm so happy that you're on the show now it's awesome to have more twirling representation over here and we're gonna for sure be excited to hear from you again i've already uh, been excited to be here um <laughs> uh, but Jackie had to go. She had to start the band parent meeting, uh, which got going just a few minutes ago. So we're going to wrap up rehearsal this week. Thanks to our host, Jackie, Nicole. Woo. Uh, thank you to Tom. No. And thank you to the amazing, multi-talented Susie Harloff. Where could uh, our listeners find you and follow you? I'm sorry? Where could our listeners follow you on social media? Um, our YouTube channel is probably the best place, at the Harloff hub the harloff disney hub. reference and nothing else <laughs> follower at the hub the harloff hub <laughs> thank you to lex holland for dropping by you can follow them at blonde.carmel.twist thank you to cindy and our new hosts ashley and cynthia as well and uh, we'll also give a thank you to bill from marching pageantry arts museum and jeremy from at drum corps today Go subscribe, write us a review, and share this with a friend. We'll see you at the next rehearsal on a water break. And hey, follow us on social media at on a water break. Thank you for listening. Go practice. Yay!